You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Hello, Riverdale gang. Hello, Riverdale gang. Hello. I'm back from the hinterlands of Alberta, where I unexpectedly was last week. Um, Fairleth, thank you for being me, slash being your own unique version I wasn't of... as political as you. That's okay. That's that's probably a good thing sometimes. I'm mostly just here for Bughead. I know that's basic. I know. You know, it ha- we have to compensate for the fact that Chloe isn't here this week, so we need a Bughead person. I'm ready. Um, Chloe is off in Los Angeles doing cool Chloe things for the week, as she do. Um, slightly cooler than my break. Um, my dad had a minor heart attack. And he's fine, and he's fine, and he's buying his own multigrain pasta and taking uh, his health seriously, so... Your tone sounds like he's not actually fine. I can confirm he is actually fine. Yeah, actually fine. Um, I got there on, like, no sleep on the first flight out, and I looked worse than him, to be honest, around discharge from the hospital. Ryan... You're, everyone's fine. Is that saying something about myself? Um, Andrew's here also. Hello! Uh, Good to be back. back. Yeah, rounding out our cast for the the day, so I don't have to be um, alone with this, uh, the drama of today. Um, I missed the conversion therapy episode. Like, who am I? Um, so I'm super glad to be back for the second conversion therapy episode, because <laughs> if there's a subject I'm going to have opinions on... It's going to be the really political gay episode, right? Uh, well, except they don't actually show any real conversion therapy. They, they were watching. Sort of they were watching yeah. um, fifties videos of jumping jacks. People it looked like calisthenics. That's not make you straight. Nothing straighter than ladies doing calisthenics. We've tried this theory many times, and every time ladies watch calisthenics, they immediately want dick. I was legitimately expecting. Expecting to see some electroshock therapy, but instead they watched a video and no one was guarding them watching the video, so they could have been doing anything else. I'm spoiling yeah. everything. Yeah, the big the big group of nuns like went into their mm-hmm. like we'll put them in there in this unlocked room we'll right next poker. to the sewer room, and we'll go and we'll go work on our flying skills. We'll leave them unguarded, just like the Batman villains. We will. I like they were such nuns. creepy nuns. All um, nuns are creepy in media. I'm kind of. Glad, honestly, that they didn't go full, um, full zero dark thirty on the conversion therapy because that's that's too real. Like that's a real thing that's out there in BC and Alberta and our lovely progressive corners of Canada as well as huge amounts of the US. Um, so this is kind of a reverse content warning. That interesting because I thought I didn't know they were like that prevalent even in like like are they are they they must be underground because they have to be super illegal. No, they're not. They're, really? They're not. Let's break them out. Let's do it. This, mm-hmm. this this episode inspired me. I would do it. Let's, go, let's go do a bust. I'm not keeping up where the laws are in Canada, but I uh, last I checked, it was still pretty ambiguous in most provinces. I guess like it has to be super illegal. You know, it really feels like it should be, but yeah. no. Let's look into it. If not, let's go bust them out, because I, I give a shit about that. Yeah. Large swaths of America, Andrew. too. Uh, you know what? I got in big trouble. A pass for conversion therapy. <laughs> a pass for conversion therapy. Yeah. Um, yeah, Amanda yelled at me when I swore on a, on a podcast a while ago. Uh, our lovely little Thunderquack fam of guests. Whatever. Michael Cohen, you can beep it out. <laughs> it's your job. You care. Like, Mike has to edit this. I edit this, Andrew. 
Ryan, you can eat it out. You can edit it out. You know what bleeped I'm me? I'm going to put like a loud quack over you. I swore twice. I'll, I'll find the thunder oh, quack, quack. So I'll just go on a you... string of expletives and force you to make them all quacks. <laughs> oh, no. Just, Here we go. Just quack. No, I'm kidding. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I can't. I can't actually do a Donald Duck quack noise. That is that is, that is passable. Like anyway, Donald? ours aren't passable either. Well, how dare you? Like. I've been practicing that my whole life. <laughs> you're more, you're, there we go. There you go. Enjoy that <laughs> podcast. And audience. that's the podcast, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye. Why don't we watch some television, friends? Yes, let's do that. And make witty comments. Is that that's what I'm here for? Yep, I'm that's what we're gonna do. Witty. And anything we said in the first watch through <laughs> that we thought was funny, we'll say again <laughs> this time. Again, and we'll pretend it's the first time we said it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We usually save it, but we were loud today, and we that's good. We were having a great time because this episode is ridiculous. It went by very fast. Yeah. And, and because I brought whiskey, and Ryan brought delicious beer. It's true. This I is would a never drinking drink in podcasts. No, you wouldn't want to drink in podcasts. How irresponsible. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my deep duty to you, Riverdale gang listeners, is to press play <laughs> on this episode. I care about this a lot. I'm watching videos of dogs when I put them down. <laughs> what? Look, do not, say, eating do not say dog and putting down in the yeah, same I sentence, Farrah. I meant I put the computer that down. That is easily... Oh, I, yeah, I thought you were also cheese. like, I'm watching Look videos of dogs being put down. I was like, Farrah, no. what on God's name is wrong with you? Okay, oh, this dog do eating shredded cheese is pretty Okay, adorable. starting the episode. This is a very high-energy podcast this week. <laughs> okay, oh, here we are. The episode has now started. We should have known better as the... Yeah. So the no preview this week, I hope that's not just, like, our version that we got, but I tr- I checked another version of another piracy online, and um, there wasn't an intro, so I'm guessing that's just the state of things this week, that we're in media res. Res? Media res? There's so many words I don't say right. I think that's probably one of them. Mm. <laughs> FP and Alice are hanging out. I'm kind of here for that. Oh, I'm 100% here for that. Are you kidding? All I care about is Bughead and Phallus. (laughs) I know it's Phallus. I know what it's... Phallus. I know what it sounds like, but I'm fine with it. (laughs) It took me a minute to clue in what you were talking about as far as Phallus. Stop saying Phallus. I regret it already. (laughs) You put that into the world, Phallus. I didn't. Tumblr did. He's Forsyth, right? FP is yeah. It's Forsyth, Forsyth Pendleton, Senior. Forsyth Pendleton, right? And um, Jughead is Forsyth Pendleton Jones the third, right? I know from the comic books. Oh yes, yeah. The third. The okay. Do you know what the S Lenny on his sweater is for? And Car- no, no, do what? you? No, no one does. I'm gonna look it up. So Lenny and Carl. Okay, yeah, Lenny and Carl. Feelings about the names like Lenny and those, Carl. Like surely they know that everyone. It's one of those, like, I swear they were in the writing room and they were just like, we gotta name these two random characters. I was like, Lenny and Carl. <laughs> and then they forgot to change the name <laughs> to a real one. Like, like Shankshaw. We were talking about, like, did, yeah, did, did the director prison. Like, they and were the just, actors in that scene not notice? Like, they were just, they were just, like, winging funny names and laughed and forgot to change it for the final draft. <laughs> and then the actors said it. And then they were like, whoop. Too late now. I guess the prison is called Shankshaw. There's no takes. <laughs> the S on Jughead's sweater stands for Skunk Hill. What? What is Skunk Hill? A place in Haverhill, Massachusetts. Uh, all right. Where Riverdale is not? Uh, I didn't delve. I just looked it up. So Does it now so, stand for the Southside Serpents? 
Uh, <laughs> no, because he had the S sweater before, or the S t-shirt before he joined the Southside Serpents. I am... But his dad was a serpent, so maybe the Southside Serpent started in Skunk Hill. Say that three times fast. <laughs> no. So, um, there's a lot of plot happening, but it's all exactly what we would expect to happen. So I, f- I, I feel okay having checked out there for a solid minute, because the yeah. pieces are just moving on the board right now, right? Although yeah. Sweet Pea is getting a lot of nice lines. Yeah. Sweet Pea's kind of kind of sweet. The Tall, sort of round-faced version of Jughead. This is the same problem I was having last week of P- the inconsistency in this writing. There's mm. nothing... Why are are why are they suddenly suspicious of Betty? She did she stripped in front of a bunch of old men. She's like fifteen <laughs> years old. That's I, that's very fair. What do they want her to do? Like I agree with them on the whole. Alice Cooper is enemy, enemy number one, but Alice she was there. Cooper. <laughs> Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper. Okay. Summer, Shirtless Elizabeth. Reggie. I think this is new Reggie's first shirtless scene. I don't know. Um, I mean, you, you're the expert. I like guess. all these fifteen-year-olds who are clearly in their mid-twenties, especially mm-hmm. when they're like, uh, like this scene here with their arm wrestling, so like, ripped. They are clearly adults, <laughs> so yeah. deeply ripped. I'm fifteen years old, bro. There's not enough steroids in the world. Did I tell you, I saw KJ Apa on the street. Yeah, you did. Doing what? Walking. Walking? <laughs> um, I wow, saw, just like us. I saw, I saw him coming out of his gym, and I'm not going to tell you where it is, and he walked in front of my car, and he was wearing, like, you know, like, leggings under shorts, <laughs> and his hair was so orange because they put filters on this, on the on the show, like, mm-hmm. it's sort of a bluish filter. His hair is neon orange. It, <laughs> poor guy. Things he lives with. He's only 5'9". He's reasonable about of money. Yeah. He looks tiny. He's like my height, but much taller. Yeah. He's like, my height? No one on the podcast would know nine. how tall you were. You could be 5'9". Yeah. <laughs> I'm 5'4". <four. laughs> so meanwhile, uh, the plan to break Cheryl Blossom out of um, gay jail is happening, and like, I'm here for it. Which sounds like, fun. See, like, I kind of want to, like, go bust people out of gay conversion because I know it's righteous. I'm not and... remotely opposed to this direct action. I will <laughs> fully support this direct action. There's a lot of lip gloss in gay conversion jail, apparently. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, yeah. it's high femme. When it comes to gay <laughs> conversion therapy, your first act here will be putting on this lip gloss, and then we're gonna put you in this 1950s asylum. Yeah, and we're gonna burn all your flannel and all your hiking boots, me young lady. Dress you like the handmaid's tale. Oh. We want to draw illusions. We don't want you to look like too much of a harlot, so we are going to make you wear some makeup there, lovey. Now, we're all speaking in Irish accents because the well-documented and apologized for history of the Catholic Church uh, blatantly abusing and imprisoning pregnant women and forced work camps in through the 90s, I believe? Um, yeah. I'm doing a Catholic uh, or an Irish accent because that's the, that is my mom doing an impression of the nuns yeah. that she went to school with. <laughs> and when are you going Madeline to- Oxenham, you close your eyes and pray to the Lord. <laughs> Okay. And when are we going to see you inside the church? It's just, that's what, how nuns talk. <laughs> a nun ripped my dad's ear once. Why? Dragging him to the principal's office. That's so come and You come to the principal's mm-hmm. office and you pray to the Lord. Basically, yes. Oh, now here we have the Italian mafia scene, which is like, they even have the mm-hmm. Italian, like, godfather music. Money and Carl. Hey, Mr. Lodge. I- Hey, oh, how like could that. you do this to me on the day of my daughter's wedding? I like to imagine they all have food names. Papa Poutine <laughs> is dead. 
There's mm-hmm. Mr. Spaghetti. Signor Spaghetti. Papa Signor ravioli. Spaghetti. Papa Ravioli. On the day of my daughter's wedding, you Just come in here, you eat my ravioli. Mr. Lodge, I give you the kiss of death. <laughs> okay, but I, I was trying to come up now with a food name for Lodge, and I realized it feels weird when I'm doing it with, with Spanish Latino food. That's that's somehow more racist than Papa Poutine. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> the no, world's in a weird can't, place. You can't. Hiram Lodge is Hiram Lodge. Lodge sounds like lasagna, kind of. True. That's not racist. That's just a mafia food. He might like lasagna. It, it is. It is. It's, just, it's just a documented fact that just when you go into the mafia, cake. you eat lasagna. Mm-hmm. You yeah. get a mafia name. That's a food. <laughs> it is an Italian food. This <laughs> or, is ravioli. Or a we're laughing. Food. We're laughing with these guys, with these mafia guys. But Lenny and Archie just threatened them. Oh, I yeah. hope he has what? to stalk Lenny and Carl, and then he goes, <laughs> "Where are you going? I'm going outside to stalk Lenny and Carl." <laughs> My major like problem with this is like, so Archie and Veronica are boyfriend and girlfriend. They're sixteen year old children. Mm-hmm. Are they, they? I guess they have to yeah, get married dog, now Archie. because he like Hiram Lodge has told him all the family secrets. Like he, this is a child. Like why? Like there's no way he and Veronica are going to stay together forever. And we, we know the comic books. We've established really well that all of his loyalty is based on his loyalty to Veronica for the most part. Like yeah. it's building in the last two episodes, but this whole season it has been a whole lot of. Um, manipulating Archie through Veronica. Mm-hmm. It's not a stable circumstance for anybody here. I like that Betty is acknowledging all the other, like, gang qualifiers that she could achieve. Yeah. And jumping wholeheartedly. Even if it is literally to escape her horrifying stalker-creeper brother. Mm. So, Mr. Lenny, I want you to tell me why I shouldn't fire you without using the letter E. <laughs> uh, I am a good work... Guys, I'm sorry. This is the I'm episode for you, Andrew. <laughs> well, they they named them Lenny and Carl. Simpsons All I can think of is Simpsons jokes about Lenny and Carl. Hints of accent work. I'm just here for Cole Sprouse saying, "Riddle me this." <laughs> I have. I like Batman. Riddle me this, Jugman. I may yeah. have had to ask Farrelith to please stop writing more scenes for the Batman villains because they had one every five minutes in a certain theater project we did recently. I like Batman, Ryan. You like bad Batman people a lot. You know what? All all girls like villains. They're sexy. I respect that. I respect that. I got my, my Bat family scenes. Do you know... I'm going to tell you a Geek Ender story very quickly that has nothing to do with Riverdale. So Andrew, over, over, over angry Alice Cooper. I, we I'm all know over it. There. I'm over it. I don't. I don't even care. Just let Betty <laughs> and Jughead bang. Um, so <laughs> healthy attitude towards sex. So Andrew played the penguin, <laughs> and we have a person in Geek Ender's named Erin. And the first time she met Andrew was as the penguin in 2015, <laughs> and she got the biggest crush on him. She wanted to meet him so much out of character and to this day her crush persists because of his performance as the penguin. When she saw him again as the penguin these past holidays, she lost her mind. You broke her. You broke her. And he, you were the penguin. No one has that kind of raw sexual charisma. The penguin does though. <laughs> when you ate like the can of anchovies? No, they were sardines and it was sardines? horrible. It was horrible. Mm. I regret nothing. I like sardines. So. <laughs> no one likes sardines. They were sardines. tasty. Oh, man. Anyway, we don't want Hal finding about this. Where, where is that guy? Mm-hmm. He's not in this episode. Conspicuously absent. The only villain. I like Chick 
offering a reasonable solution, um, and then I'm not surprised that he burns it all down. Except, like, three what scenes is later. the deal with him? None of this makes any sense. He's just a random chaotic sprite. He's like, yep. he's like Puck has appeared in this universe to ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> this is like if Puck showed up in Macbeth. <laughs> yes, it's exactly that. Like, Wouldn't he just like replace the witches essentially? I no, feel, I feel like he'd, he'd try to join them and like he'd not them. get the vibe. A double double toil and troubles, my friends. They'd not be <laughs> over like dominoes. <laughs> and then he'd be cursed too. Oh, also, this is what I'm confused about. This is not gay conversion therapy. This is just shitty dragging bags. I'm sorry, I swore. But I, this doesn't make any sense to me at all. Like, it's horrible. I, Dragging I, I kind of see this, because this is essentially gaslighting her into double physical labor. This is this is a psychological breakdown technique. Yeah, This but... is push her to the point of exhaustion, um, and uh, actually a, an aspect of, of low-key torture. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, do, you men... know if they, do you know in your research, is this a common thing in, in gay conversion therapy? I'm not actually sure. Um, it's it's uh, been a while since I've had a deep dive down that rabbit hole for Would it be an effective reasons. technique, do you think, in terms of breaking someone down like that? Oh, absolutely. I yeah. mean, the, the, the core techniques that are popular in in modern uh torture or any kind of conversion it's essentially brainwashing techniques and that um creating psychological vulnerability is step number one for that um whether you do it by playing music nonstop, by disrupting sleep patterns by keeping people from accessing uh sunlight and therefore uh giving them a fake day day pattern that um uh, doesn't actually match the sun or their natural rhythms. There's a lot of ways to disorient someone and make them susceptible to to um, suggestion. One of my best friends happens to specialize in um, terrorism research. Oh, so that's really this interesting. Is where I hear a lot of this second. No, that's hand. like really interesting that they like uh, that the show probably researched that. Then I hope so. I hope so. Also, I'm really glad this is coming back. Riverdale is so inconsistent. I thought they were mm-hmm. forgetting about it forever. Yeah, forgetting about really, what? For those the, who are listening, again. the Josie stalking thing that Cheryl did. Um, Kudos to them for bringing that back. Because, yeah, I mean, that deserves being addressed. It was messed up. And Josie deserves to peace out from this scene real hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. Also, Cheryl Blossom's mom is like, (laughs) she's like the evil queen in a Disney movie. Like, she's so fabulous, but like so over the top, Mm -hmm. unrealistically horrible. If she broke out into a full villain number, I would believe it. I wouldn't blink. It wouldn't even have to be the musical episode. Where I believe it from. I don't Mama, like Mama her Lassa. new girlfriend. Bring back her heart in this. <laughs> the heart of a pig, you say. She's so evil. To, to be fair, Cheryl sent Tony or Josie a heart, so. Yeah, that's actually just runs in the family. It's the heart of a pig you hold in your hand. So Betty needs a consent form for her illegal back room gang tattoo. Yeah. But her cool, underage cool, cool, strip cool, cool, cool. in front of adult men was totally fine. Her With her mom there. watching, she had she had supervision. <laughs> oh right, yeah, okay. she had supervision to strip. That's fine. I often have supervision to strip. <laughs> See, she's actually not getting a tattoo to impress her boyfriend. I believe that. I believe she's doing it so she has gang backup against her creepy brother and his violent contacts. Yeah, mom, Betty. I was trying to help, and I brought the only witness who can bring us all down home. I'm not convinced he wasn't trying to help. I- agreed. I... I would like to know more about Chick, and I'm worried with the writing on Riverdale that we will never get to know everything about him. And that, that, that will make me sad, because he's an interesting and ambiguous 
character at first, um, and blanket evil broken, but I, I'm interested in Chick Redemption. Yeah. Arc. Speaking of things that haven't come back, where's Betty's cam girl career? Right. Even now she's chicks. back with Jughead. So honestly, she do it? or Chick's cam cam dude, cam boy, cam oh, boy. boy. I mean, we've established he has a thing with Kevin now. And that's not a continuity that's very good for Kevin. So we're going to ignore it if they forget about that, right? Yes? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin deserves better than the boys in the secret tunnel that we're going to get to. Um, I, en- I consistently enjoy the creative cinematography around the Cooper house experience. Mm. And these little tight close-ups on the shaking tea set... I feel like it's something they really pull out for the Coopers, especially. I just... It was weird cinematography because it looked like she was going to poison her Mm. with that pink tea, whatever it was. This is true. Um, And that wouldn't be out of character at this point. We've established multiple poisonings by multiple people in Riverdale. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, you're... Yeah. I... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah? I see where that was seeded, potentially. So now the Cooper's being blackmailed. Yeah, but, like, why? Like, this this is just so weird. Alice isn't very good at murder, I, I guess. I don't know. I enjoy this show a lot, but we really have gone off the rails as far as it being an Archie Comics adaptation. Yes. Yes, that happened a while ago. But they can get back at it. Archie just needs to break a Ming vase. With Mr. Lodge in the room. Season finale. Season finale is going to be a room of shattered china. (laughs) Now, Archie, I want you to listen to me. I'm making a deal that I have priceless Ming vase. I need you to guard it for five minutes. You know what? You think you can do that, Andrews? Yeah, sure thing, Mr. Lodge. They'll know. I'm waiting. That's all I want. (laughs) It would be such a good campy moment. I, I would like this a lot. Yeah, me too. Maybe season three will like go back to the roots. I don't know if it can totally it. go back now. I, We're I getting think part three, of the right? problem, <laughs> that... obviously, <laughs> I think I think part of the issue is that fans were so invested in Bughead, mm. and I'm not gonna lie, I don't want anybody dating Archie because he's nonsense in the comic books. But um, I think that the fans being so insistent about Bughead has prevented the traditional comic book love triangle stuff from happening. I'm sorry, God and Gucci willing. Oh. Veronica Lodge, excuse me. I'm like, this is a very serious moment, Veronica. Do we have to yeah. invoke the name of handbags? Oh, yeah. there's that guy. There's some PTSD for Archie again, and his result is fight. Go oh, beat yeah. up the man beating someone else up. We haven't thoroughly revisited everyone being like, oh, I don't feel like that was the real Black Hood, even though there's no reason for them to think that. Right? But everyone just wears Black Hoods now. That's just vogue. Apparently. Black Hood started, uh, like, a fashion movement, because now fake FBI dudes in Black Hoods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> black balaclavas are pretty, pretty stock. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I own one. I bought it for use in a Batman show once, actually. That's true. We all like Batman a lot. We're Batman nerds a little bit. Also Archie nerds. But I admit to being more of a Batman nerd, I will say, than an Archie nerd. Much as I'm enjoying this beautiful hot mess. I am an Archie nerd. Like, I read it religiously. That's how I know Forsyth Pendleton Jones III, not from this mm. show. Yay. Um, but that's what ma- that, that's what bothers me. Like, I was saying last week, I want an Archie comic show to look like Pushing Daisies. To be, like, dark yeah. and weird, but, like, in a very bright way. Yeah. Um, and also, like, you know, reference the comics a little more. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I Actually, wish... you've done a lot of good work. Here's a key to the executive washroom. Oh, boy. Thanks, Mr. Lodge. <laughs> and the mop and bucket. Uh, gee whiz. <laughs> mm-hmm. Andrew, you're a gas. Well, no, that's, that's... I used to read them as Lodge, and I remember that one. I also mm-hmm. remember one where, uh, you know, Archie was just trying to... He just, like, went to the basement of the lodge house while Veronica was like, no, it's okay, I like dating Archie. And he went and played pool and just scratched up the table. And, Ooh. I don't know, just, just like it's a one panel of Archie just, like, being an idiot and scratching the pool table with uncrossed eyes. <laughs> and I just... I <laughs> lost it. moment. Eleven-year-old me lost it. It was my favorite Archie Mr. Lodge moment. There's so much... Next to the, um... Sorry, but next to the, uh, you know... I said this last time, but the, um... <laughs> Andrews, it's past midnight. Are you going to stay here all night? Uh, gee, Mr. Lodge, I'm going to have to call home first. <laughs> Archie just doesn't get it. Just... He thinks he can stay the night. <laughs> I just Google searched Archie and Mr. Lodge comics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the best That's decision the I ever frame. made. What is your favorite? Wait, 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 wait. wait. Nana, oh, Ross, Ross? Na- Nana Rose is watching Bob Ross. and uh, I No, just she's need... being forced to watch Bob Ross. Okay. She hates it. Look at her. She's so mad. <laughs> but no one That's, can be that That's how you know she's the villain. No one can hate Bob Ross unless she's you're a real a villain. villain. She's a, she hates Bob Ross and she has weird colored but, eyes. But she's, she's a witch. Exposition witch. Yeah, she, she seriously is. And I'll she's the exposition witch. This Bob Ross. She has. She, I'll turn him into a happy little tree. <laughs> Must. Oh my god. Okay. Nana Ross Painting. is desperately crawling to save her granddaughter from gay conversion therapy. And Nana Ross is my new best friend friend grandma on this show from this moment i will i will put that out there mm. i would like nana ross oh, uh do you, i believe Blossom? i believe she's roseanne nana rose nana, roseanne. bob ross nana nana rose some wires got crossed there yeah anyway <laughs> antoinette topaz antoinette topaz i'm here for it that's quite the name, Antoinette Topaz. It's better than actually Super being named is. Tony Topaz. It's I mean, true. that's hey, ridiculous. Hey, Tony Topaz! As long as she it chose the sounds like a gangster action. name, though. It's me, Tony Topaz. Hey, what you doing? It is a gangster name. It's West Side Story. Snap, snap. I, I truly believe that um, that her parents would not give her a gangster name, knowing even knowing she is in a gang inheritance family. I like that they called her Antoinette. Mm. And now she's talking to Nana Rose, and Nana Rose is on her side. Nana Rose is good. I'm here for it. And then, evil Claudius. Do we need to talk about the name Claudius, or is it self-evident? Claudius Blossom. This is me, Claudius, and my brother, Satan. (laughs) Is Fairless Fairless uh, getting our donairs? Fairless getting our donairs. We ordered pizza or something. For donair. Whatever Fairless ordered is here. This is what a drinking night without Chloe on the podcast sounds like, gang. Food showing up. It's a party. We have- we'll, we'll not we eat on to- the podcast because that is one of the worst <laughs> things you can do. We're- very, very true. <laughs> have we even talked about the show lately? Yes, we've talked about the show. Yes. Um, this- <laughs> this is an intensive moment. Uh... There's so much intensity this week that I think we needed to have a few drinks and order some Donair to get through this week's Which, again, episode. don't worry, we won't eat on the podcast. Yep, yep. Misophonia is a real thing. It's not even that. It's just... It's, it's no one wants just, to hear chewing. It's just gross. It's just a taboo in general to eat <laughs> during radio or on a podcast. 
<sighs> so Veronica and Tony are figuring it all out. Sisters of Quiet Mercy. But that's more like an orphanage. No, they're the all-purpose evil nuns. Wait, have we talked about Veronica's Team Varchie shirt? Because I want one. Her three-day-old Team Varchie shirt. It doesn't stink if it's been on me for three days. Hey, Kevin. Okay, because cause every, every queer person in this town knows exactly what the death traps are around. I promise you. Uh, yeah, Kevin is in the know for his own protection and safety. Not just because he hooks up with boys from the gay camp. And the, uh, what is the name? Oh, he says it. He's about to say it. Yeah. The, uh, Forced Fox. There it is, the secret gay hookup tunnel. Secret gay hookup tunnel? Now that's just a good name for a club. Every I town think. needs a secret gay hookup tunnel. I would go to the club. I would go to the Despite tunnel. the fact that gay clubs exist, the mm-hmm. secret gay hookup tunnel is just a little cooler. It, it sounds like where I want to be. Oh, they're, they're trying to get in. I hope Fairleth found them. Or is that Fairleth trying to get back in? Uh-oh. Keep talking, Andrew. Leave no dead air. All right, cool. I'm not going to leave any dead air. <laughs> this is my voice on the podcast. No. So in this scene here, I love the... Um, like, the gangs come in, but they didn't bring any guns. And this is America. You think the heat, like... This gangster here has a as as an as a knife. I love that Betty proves her point that Chick made last episode that she is in fact the scary one by bringing her gang. I love how no gangs have guns in this universe for some reason. Even though it's the states, and if they're a gang, obviously they would have firearms because he's sitting here mm-hmm. with a knife, and then everyone else comes in it, and the whole like gang is holding a knife. But if the first guy had a gun in the first place, he'd be able to like, okay, nice knives. Bang, 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 bang. You know, I feel like they at- addressed that slightly last uh, last time. Welcome oh, back, I Fairless. missed my moment. Oh, my god, You gosh. missed the gangs. Oh, okay. Um, okay, Jughead coming in. Yeah. In this scene is the sexiest emotions? thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm dead. I'm finished. <laughs> I'm glad Goodbye. you got to see it once, at least. <sighs> Maybe it's better that you got to deal with that moment. So after the podcast is own. over, we'll rewind it and watch that scene in a loop. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. gonna eat this baklava. I'm gonna bite it. It's not mine. One bite, and then cool. no Mary. more eating on the podcast. Cool. No eating on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Alice cleaning up after their hostage situation is a very Alice response to things that I didn't quite pick up on the I first time through. I I'm just intrigued that that's her coping technique. She cleaned up after a murder, too, because otherwise the blood would soak into the floor. True, but there's no blood this time that we've seen. Um, I like that they've committed to a no-gun gang. Um, I liked the that R2 was able to escalate the stakes into a really intensive place. Yeah, because they, um, they go wholesome yeah. on, like, a few things. Like, even though, like, Slept Knife Gang issues. doesn't sound wholesome, knife it's gang? very, like, mm-hmm. how, like, an old man would picture, like, gangs. They yeah. cut a tattoo off a woman, to be fair. <laughs> With a knife, they didn't shoot it off her. <laughs> so wholesome. Uh-huh. Like grabbing the grabbing the mm-hmm. tattoo, just shooting it off. Bang, 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 bang. That reminds I'll me of something I read on Reddit recently. But I'm going to talk about it at another time. <laughs> okay. I I will say, um, I think this show is aware in many ways that they have very separate fan bases in the late twenty something Archie fans of us and the 
teenage um, a, a children, people who I can't help but see as adorable children. I'm mm-hmm. sorry if any of you are teenage fans. Um, no. But so given the teenage, oh, teenagers today are so much more like mature and smart than we were though. G- given yeah, the, but the ones before the us are... were more mature and smart too. Teenagers we're the dumbest the 30s generation. Look so probably. old. <laughs> Have you seen a picture of a teenager in the 30s? They all looked like they were 45. That's because they were smoking and working in factories. And survived the Depression. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm just saying we're the only young-looking teenagers that happened. We had the 90s. Um, But anyway. (laughs) I was not a teenager in the 90s, thank you. We had no problems. I like to um, think that there's an intentional choice to avoid guns extensively, and um, I don't think it is necessarily influenced by the massive gun control movement that has recently taken surge in America, but I like to think that it aligns well with the values of that demographic who are watching. I like the kids not using guns. I mean, the Black Hood had a gun. Yeah, um, but they took that so seriously mm-hmm. in the moments they could, right? They only pulled out a gun in the truly dramatic moments, and I feel like they've done a decent job of not making light. Because, of, well, of yeah, because it's also like, these are like grease gangsters, right? Yes. Where they're like, we're they're the just T-Birds. coming in, snapping. We got snaps. We're going to drag race with the other gang. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Let's grab our knife. Yeah. And then when a gun on? comes in, they're like, oh, no. <laughs> a gun. <laughs> oh, gee. Who's you playing West Side Story? You were Snowboy? I was Snowboy. <laughs> the, most, the most important jet. Let's not forget. <laughs> Snowboy checks the river for Tony. Who else would have? <laughs> Maybe John just wants to be liked. So so Archie <laughs> is once again convincing the wrestling team slash just Reggie to be his backup for violent gang violence. For Why violent assault. Reggie assaults. the leader? Like, he's such a jerk. But when comes Reggie comes the militia, apparently. Like, such a contradiction in play here. Okay, these outfits. Okay. Oh, these outfits. Oh, <laughs> my so, God. I love it. Veronica just, and Tony go on a spy You know what my problem quest. is with it? It's like, oh, my God, this is so extra. I'm here for it. Except mm-hmm. in the world of the show, mm-hmm. you two are not taking seriously liberating your friend from an actual torture hospital. Or mm-hmm. they are taking it really seriously, and they're like, we need to get her back on the gay side. <laughs> Time to show her what it's all about. Ooh, I like this, actually. Um, I believe that's just how Tony dresses. And I believe She's that's what wearing a see-through bro- top to infiltrate a nun circus through the sewer. I believe that's just Tony's fashion, and I believe Veronica believes that's an appropriate outfit. Wear a unisex t-shirt. Meanwhile, Kevin, sensibly dressed, because he knows what the gay hookup, gay hookup, hookup is tunnel is like. Well, he, he, can't, he also can't, like, you know... He doesn't. He doesn't want to look too sexy for her. She's in the midst of conversion. It's, it's that's their job. <laughs> look at this shot, though. Like the cinematography here. Okay, this is fifty percent. But I'm a cheerleader. Fifty percent Handmaid's Tale. Um, this is everything you've dreamed of, isn't it, Ryan? It's all I could ask from the show. Um, I'm thankful that they're both taking the it Handmaid's seriously cheerleader. and not taking it so seriously that I feel uncomfortable. All the in time. other words, it's like. Wholesome TV. Is it's it? the way the Archie gang would handle such an issue. That young lady's blouse is see-through. <laughs> so wholesome. But you can't see her nipples because that'd be too unwholesome. Don't this is American say wholesome. Nip- nipples on oh, the podcast. sorry. You can't say her milk. No, no boob hats. You say boob hats. Boob hats. There we go. That's nice and wholesome. Bustier hats. Not bustier. No, hats. that's different. Bus Bo- protectors. Oh boy. Ryan, how much do you know about... 
There they are, washing calisthenics in ballet. Okay, we we've established that. Yeah. So here, yeah. Cheryl's watching what looks like calisthenics and it's ballet so by a bunch of ladies, and she's mm-hmm. they're like, but she's just on like twelve hours of degrading physical labor. Why are the other people trying to run away? This I is know a how to question. make the ladies like the men again. I'm, you make them watch calisthenics. I was so here for this moment and kiss and kiss and first time through I was chanting kiss. And but here comes Juice. Okay, I get it. Kiss in front of the nuns and flip them off. Cheryl was a horrible, mean bully to Tony. I am not here for this relationship. I will agree with you that I don't think Tony has been given enough time to fall for Cheryl and or shown her merits. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think Cheryl has... Fleeing from death bat nuns of the evil influence. The evil um, variety. In, yeah, this is this is direct references to Handmaid's Tale. I am convinced that they are intentionally doing this with the visuals right now. And also this looks like walking the at the speed plan. of Michael Myers. Yeah, the slowly <laughs> stalking nun. We went to that we went to the Michael Myers school of being an evil serial killer. You just walk really intently and slowly. No matter how fast the sexy teens run away, we'll be right behind them when they turn away. As soon as they look in a mirror and open it and shut it, we'll be behind them. These, it doesn't matter. These nuns are so evil. <sighs> it's like, yeah, what are they getting out of being so evil? They're nuns. They're getting praise for the lard. So the I lard? They're dark They're going to make a pie? They're dark lard. I, I am doing the way my mother... Did her impression of the nuns in school. Praise for the lard. I always had French I've done it before, but I'm going to so... do it again because I love my mom's impression. Madeleine Oxenham, close your eyes and pray to the lard. It's like how um, my uh, ex and I, my dear friend, used to sing the opening of Titanic. And uh, we'd sing, she's sparkling clean this new barn ship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I keep forgetting there's a Titanic musical. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. And his um, boat is sinking. Was... What do we do? Now, Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure playing with you. Titanic disaster. <laughs> we panic. We panic. You just sang over Archie leading his gang to blow up a car. Oh, yeah. The the CG- they they went fair, all out on that CGI Archie fire. should not have done that. These are a bunch of children. To also, he's also he's, dressed like Sub Zero right my now. My problem with this balaclava is it doesn't have a piece between the eyes. Mm-hmm. KJ Abba and therefore him. Archie Andrews has a very distinctive trampoline accident scar between his eyes, <laughs> and that is what it is. It's a trampoline accident. I scar. learned it learning cryomancy because I'm Sub Zero. Oh, We're a scorpion. Thank you, Molly, Molly Ringwald, for her, being here. Her hair is way less terrible in this episode. Last episode, it was flat. <laughs> Molly, thank you for calling out how crazy and and absurd Archie's life has become. Remember when he used to wear a sweater vest and a bow tie? Molly Ringwald is the only person who seems to notice how out of control this world has become. Yeah. Hey, Mom, when's the apple pie going to be ready? Alice is addressing a bunch of kids. Yes, thanking them. The kids are the leaders of the circuits now. For threatening the violent strangers out of her home. But it's like... Thank you, children. Oh, oh, okay. Uh What's happening? I so thought this was finally happening. It is, though. Or FP. Look and... at her lipstick. Mm-hmm. Look at her giant hair. But the way he throws the gum away, like, yeah, because we're about to gum make out. out. Mm-hmm. They are totally hooking up. 
Skeet Ulrich. That was the smoothest moment. I from think you. that was le- legit a Skeet Ulrich mm-hmm. um, addition. I don't think the director told him to take the gum out of his mu- gum out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Skeet Ulrich is FP. Yes. Uh, More than also, FP this is ridiculous. Dumb. If if I were Fred Andrews, I would flip my yeah. mind. If the mob friends bought my son a new car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is unacceptable. Yeah, this is super unacceptable, and I'm really actually mad about this, it. This is blatantly inappropriate, and Veronica is so oblivious to it because people just buy people cars in her world. Yeah, but this is not cool of them, and like I, I, the whole the whole plot is really weird because I don't know how you can come back from it. Oh, yeah. we were talking about I, we half expected Veronica to start the car and it to blow up, <laughs> but we were also <laughs> like, wait a minute, like they're not gonna kill Veronica. But this as is, soon as yeah. it's a poorly set up shot because that is what mm-hmm. this shot would normally lead you. And I think they're going to blow up this car in a future episode, and mm. someone's going to die, and I think it might be one of Veronica's parents. That is a beautiful car. No, you can't kill either of the Lodges. I think you can. You can't kill uh, any of the main four cast. Anyone mm. else can be killed. Yeah, I believe it at this, at this point. Betty, I, Veronica, Jughead, Archie are invincible. I Anyone would, else can be killed. I will add Cheryl to that Jason list. Jason Blossom, even like Moose Mason survived getting shot I, by a I will add but, like, Cheryl and Kevin. Oh, Oh and um, and Josie to that list because I believe they would not do that. Oh yeah, okay. there's like certain like yeah. This is stupid. We're, as far as plot armor goes, yeah. This is this makes me so mad. A school would never allow a, a Carrie to be done. <laughs> never. Carrie the musical is also terrible. We've established that Weatherby's control of the school is not hey, absolute. Watch Kevin's face right now. Watch it. Watch yep. Kevin's face. We're gonna burn the school down. Ooh. I, like, <laughs> I didn't know that she was gonna say that and line. Also, who are you talking to, Cheryl? You're not facing the man with whom you are conversing. Wow, Carrie Cheryl. is a terrible musical. I have you guys seen the spoiler list of who's cast on yes. Instagram? Okay. So. I didn't, wait, wait. I've never heard Carrie the musical. It is garbage. It is. I haven't. There, that's, that's why you're coming for that episode. One of my Carlos. textbooks in school was called Not Since Carrie, and it was about Broadway flops. <laughs> it is the biggest Broadway flop of all time. It Bigger is, than Drat the Cat? Um, <laughs> bigger than Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark? The, bigger than Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Because there wasn't the internet. You didn't know. You didn't know until the reviews came out. So people, um, I, I read the anecdote about it. You went to Carrie, and there was the curtain came down, and they booed it. I've never heard a show be booed. Now and I want to watch it. And then when Carrie um, and uh, Margaret White came out, played by Betty Buckley, who played the gym teacher in the film, of course, Betty Buckley mm-hmm. is famous for being Grizabella in the original cast of Cats. When they came out, the audience leapt to their feet clapping. Apparently nothing uh. has happened like that before or since. Um, and Carrie's a horrible musical. I have no idea why they're choosing to do it. And not only doing it, but casting Betty's mom in the role of Margaret White. I think they, they might be doing it because they need, if they were going to get the the rights to a musical and the music and they were like uh what's cheap it's they were not like, carry the musical they'll let you do because any other music done oklahoma they... that would have been hilarious oh that would have been great yeah. and you get your gun with a better ending yeah i would believe oh cheryl blossom causing that to happen so she could play carrie and work out her issues I will believe it for that reason because I mean, yeah, it's thematically I believe appropriate. But Cheryl Blossom oh. believes she is the Carrie in this scenario. Horrible musical. <laughs> what if they Further, did Ethel Ethel is the Carrie of this school. Yes, <laughs> yes, Ethel Ethel absolutely would burn down the school. But not only that, so Cody Kearsley, mm-hmm. who plays Moose Mason, yeah. um, 
he is a really good song singer and dancer. He's really? a local Vancouver theater guy. Oh yes. And um, they've cast Moose as an ensemble member in Carrie the Musical. Doesn't make sense because, as far as I remember from the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, <laughs> Cole Sprouse ain't no singer. Also, Jughead would never willingly be in the school musical. I have a lot of thoughts about this. I'm ready for this episode. Carol. I'm so mad. I'm so excited to have you specifically for commentary on that episode. I really care you, about musicals. Mm-hmm. You bring a certain uh, background aggressiveness. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's. It's what gets you on the podcast. I'm so Surely so they could find a way to make a dark, depressing version of Surrey with a fringe on top. You'd think they could, and don't call me Shirley. Farrelith, <laughs> 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 I hate you so much right now. <laughs> no, you don't. No, I don't. <laughs> so that was Shirin episode, and I think we had a lot... I think we probably had about as much fun as the writing team did on this episode. I don't know if they did have fun or they've lost their will to live. <laughs> <laughs> It's a hard, it's a hard question. Lenny and Carl. <laughs> Shankshaw Prison. Oh, Lenny and Carl in Shankshaw Prison and the house of the, the evil nuns. Papa Poutine. There's a lot going on, y'all. Don Spaghetti. <laughs> Shall we, um, cap it there? I have so much more to say. <laughs> <laughs> we can always say more. We can plug stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plug, plug your stuff, y'all. What well, do we I'm gonna plug. Happening? I'm gonna plug. Thank you to everyone who came out to our last Geeks vs. Nerds. We yeah. had a lot of fun. I consulted on Team Ninja. Oh, you did. It was, it was great. Oh, that was fun. Also, Cookie. I don't know. Cookie Monster Galactus was Cookie so Monster vs. Galactus really was a beautiful. Be. beautiful oh my debate. god! Team um, Cookie Monster came out as three different types of cookies, mm-hmm. and they were all talking about the, how traumatized they were. It was so funny. Um, <laughs> and the uh, although Team Galactus won, but they were also funny. Anyway. Um, our next one is uh, Eleven versus River Tam, mm-hmm. which and... Psychic Prodigy best battles the unknown. And that was and... the fan voted debate, and... followed by one I have been looking forward to forever, which is Mister Darcy versus the Beast. Which yes. which rich asshole has the purest heart of gold? Mister Darcy is not an asshole. I truly believe he's on the spectrum. I th- it sounds like you are on Team Mister Darcy. <laughs> Yes. Because <laughs> your roommate is leading Team Mr. Darcy. Oh. I, I have arguments for both. I'm very interested in investing. I am excited about that debate. I'm so psyched for this debate. Yeah, so uh, that is April 21st at XY, if you're in the XY on Davey mm-hmm. and Butte, if you're in the Vancouver area, at 7 p.m. I've never been to XY. I was really delighted with this the venue as... Isn't as it a, a great a, space? Like, a gay club that was also friendly and welcoming? Like... Normally, I feel I feel intimidated in gay clubs. I want like at least four more abs before I go into most gay clubs. Um, but I you really are like the perfect. Space. You Thank are a you. perfect little nugget. Well, X Y is like a chill like venue. They're really cool. Yeah, like it felt like a notably queer space, but in a friendly and welcoming way. I'm gonna go back on non geeks versus nerds nights and dance with cute boys. You know what you can do is come geeks versus nerds night and, and then stay, just stay because. Because they become a club after our, after we're done. That sounds nice. Because we like we like wrap up before ten p.m. and then they just become a club. <laughs> what what are you doing, Fairleth? As if I didn't know and wasn't <laughs> budgeting for it. Um, <clears throat> uh, Z- Professor Xavier's burlesque for gifted youngsters is coming up. <laughs> the best, least appropriate name we could have chosen. I love it. Uh, yeah. Everyone <laughs> in the show. Is an adult. Yes. It's true. No playing one's a teenager, adult. but they're adults, so it's fine. I'm playing Gambit. You're playing Gambit? Yeah. 
I am beyond excited I'm for this. Like, soft oh. shoe routine. Ooh. I look cards. And yes. to an old song that you all have to find out. That's, That's at the real Oh, you're going to say Cajun stuff? Cajun style, yeah. Um, that is April 5th and 6th, I believe. Mm-hmm. Then uh, At the Rio Theater? At the Rio Theater. Then Andrew and I are going to be in The Lust Jedi, the <laughs> Geekender's newest <laughs> installment <laughs> in their Star Wars now... Um, Our iconic signature product. Jeez. Uh, I'm playing Chewbacca. Okay. I can't do it right now. I'm too tired. I can't do it there at we all, go. so... And Andrew's playing... Snoke. Supreme Leader Snoke. <laughs> but uh, the burlesque version of Snoke is kind of a happy... Dad. Happy, like, loving stepdad. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. With a, And I get a gold dress I hear, and I'm so excited. Hey, where's that in the film? Oh, and then we've got a lot of other yeah. shows coming up, like yeah. Slumberger. And, Sh- and Cheyenne is doing the costume design? Uh, mm. Cheyenne is not. I'm not letting him, because Cheyenne <laughs> is playing Poe Hot Dameron. Yes, our spectacular cool. go-to costumer who just, builds so many costumes. And then all of us this summer will plug in future episodes or we're yeah. no slumber here. Yeah. yeah. That's, we have uh, lots of stuff going on. I for like, people who are in Vancouver, if you're not in Vancouver, I'm sure you've <laughs> checked out by now. Yes. But in Vancouver, we are all doing stuff. I like to describe Slumber here as a um, li- as a live action video game based because on Shakespeare. Because it is a live action video game. Yeah, so come check us out in June if you happen to be in Vancouver or properly Surrey, where it's actually happening. Because because uh, Surrey's art center is really cool. Um, that's some stuff we're doing. Um, I'm going to keep doing this podcast for the moment. Um, so on that note, um, super special thank you to the Thunder Quack Network for having us as part of the team. Um, all the Patreons. Um, I'm saying Patreon as the official correct version because I saw Amanda Palmer pronounce it that way, and she's kind of OG Patreon person, it would seem. So Patreon, people. Thanks. Um, Riverdale Game Podcast, as well as Riverdale the Show, are uh, recorded on the unceded territories of the uh, Squamish, Musqueam, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. Uh, we want to always acknowledge that. And um, thanks to you, gang, for hanging around with us tonight, or today, or whenever you're listening. Um, we're going to see you next week, back with uh, me and Chloe, I think is the plan. And um, have a great week, gang. Don't stress. Uh, this was a stressy episode. Um, stay cool. Talk to you soon. Bye, Riverdale gang. Bye.